The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with Mike O'Shea. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show is brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. I said it last week. I'll say it again. The Blue Bombers are ready to be the number one seed in the West Division. It was made official on Friday. They reiterated it on Saturday. Bombers 13-4, and four, and they will, in fact, host the West Final November 11th when we'll go looking, Mike O'Shea, for sellout number five in a row. Four straight sellouts to end the season. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> they, our crowd does so well. Um, it, It's funny. I was sitting in Richie Hall's office today, and we're chatting about the roster and uh, he's got the TV game. It's being played just sort of in the background. He always has something on, but this has to be in the background and it gets to the point where they're just panning the crowd and showing different people enjoying themselves. And they show the rum hut and they show different areas and people in costumes. And I mean, it was a great little segment, you know, or great little uh, time where they did that. I, and I don't get to see that, right? Yeah. So uh, him and I were, Richie and I were cracking up, and that turns to, um, from cracking up to a tremendous amount of gratitude, um, just seeing the passion in the stands. And I, I like I like seeing them have fun, too. Yeah. We talked about it in the pregame show, just the number of people who deserve credit for that becoming a reality. Winning is fantastic, but winning isn't all that sells tickets, right? There's so much more to bringing a viable entertainment product to people in 2023. Carol Barrett sells tickets. Now she sells tickets. (laughs) She she was who, what name a person who do uh, deserves credit. Ed Tate said, Carol Barrett. (laughs) Yeah. I said, Mike O'Shea, Doug said, Wade Miller. There's even more than that. But uh, yeah, it was a fantastic atmosphere. And I now cannot wait for November 11th to hear what that crowd uh, will be like any questions you have about this week in Calgary, this past week against Edmonton, the West final coin flip strategy. We've got one of those already. Please do hit us up at 204-780-6868. The coaches show right here on 680 CJOB. You can also get me on Twitter at DT on OB where Winnipeg Gordo did just that said, coach, what made you decide to take the ball to open the game? Don't you normally defer if you win the toss? There's no wind. There was no wind. Um, there's some other f- ideas or thoughts I might factor in, but in this case it was, yeah, let's get started. And there was basically a negligible wind either way. It was from the north, so but it was it was nothing. Yeah, I went back in the, in the numbers. Uh, Gordo is nine times they've won the toss now, five times taking the ball, four times deferring. It led me back though to 2014, and I don't know. You'll often joke you don't remember two years ago. In 2014, you took the ball every time you won the toss. Do you remember why? Does that ring a bell at all? It was a, it must have been a La Nina year. So the wind was actually, <laughs> it switched directions coming from the, either the east or west. So it was never going through our stadium. That works. Look that up, DT. I will cross-reference <laughs> that with Environment Canada data right after the show is done. Uh, it's, uh, it's so good to be uh, all smiles when... Uh, 
when bodies are dropping in the Canadian Football League today, it's good to be uh, uh, talking about a team that's winning and, and into the playoffs, and we'll dive into that as we go. Ken is on the text line at 204-780-6868. Says, Coach, can we get an update on the status of Janarian Grant? Oops. He wants to know how you think Janarian has done since he's been back. Yeah, he's he's electric. Um, you can feel it on the sidelines. You know, he he almost breaks one around the edge. A guy just makes a finger shirt type of deal. He spins that guy off him, continues on his way, stiff arms a guy, goes to stiff arm another guy, and the guy ends up dragging him down. But, you know, it's just we just got to get back into that habit of, of always working and not watching him, right, because he is going to make something happen. You have to believe that, so you have to stick on your block and keep working for an, a tremendous amount of time. Like those plays take a long time in terms of, a typical football play, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking 10 seconds, you know, from punt to finish maybe with Janarian when he starts breaking things around and it might only equate to 20 vertical yards, but they take a long time. I thought he, I thought he, he, he hit it well. He maximized the yardage every time like he does and provides a lot of electricity for us. While we're on special teams, you guys got hit for a kickoff return touchdown in this one. Uh, as John Hodge had pointed out, it was the Elks' first return touchdown since 2015. And uh, Deontes Alexander had a uh, – it felt like a track lane in which he ran fast and straight and just gone. Yep. Better no. better play by them or worse <laughs> play by you? How do you, how do you evaluate that one? Well, I think we would always focus on us. We would never we, – we're not shy to give credit where credit is due, but, I mean, we're, we're not going to f- – alter what they do. We can only fix what we do, right? So a little more speed, a little more physicality, um, a little more football IQ in terms of recognizing where the return was going a little sooner. Um, all stuff that that gets coached and can be corrected. But uh, yeah, not a pleasing day in that meeting for sure. All right, let's go to the phone lines. And Dave is with us on line number one. Dave, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi there. I got a, a comment and a question. Uh, the first comment is about Grant. That guy is unbelievable. We, uh, him being out that long of a time really showed how much he meant to this team. What's your favorite part of Grant's game, Dave? Oh, it's just, uh, I don't know. He's just quick, aggressive, doesn't give up. Not a big guy, but just gives it his all. Absolutely. One yeah. other question. Um, there was a play in the second quarter that um, we got to look to. We're going the, towards the south end zone, and Lawler caught a first down pass. Mm. It looked like for a first down, and then all of a sudden it, it was third and ten. There was a penalty involved there. What exactly happened? Yeah, second and ten going in. Lawler catches a pass at the six. Jamarcus takes the objectionable conduct call, and it became third and ten. Yeah, he uh, was trying to help up his teammate and brushed a guy off to the side and it was, you know, they call it, they call it very, uh, it's, it's called very tightly now. Um, Wouldn't it be second down? No. Yeah. Objectionable conducts post play uh, result in the yardage being marked off. If we had, if we had gotten a first down, it would have been first down minus 10, you know, from the point the ball was dead. It's a dead ball foul. So the, the wherever it, whatever down it's at, Wherever the ball's marked, you go back 10. So 
Sounds good. Thank you very much, sir. Yep, no problem. Thank you, Dave. Which is part of the confusion because the CFL's official play-by-play says Lawler 10 yards first down, penalty third and 10. So I think that's a typo they're going to yeah, clear up. I, I think it was close. I would have liked to have seen a measurement there because the penalty is pretty costly, but, uh, you know, yeah, cause first less and, costly if you get first down again. First and 10, 10 yards back, yeah. you'll just keep driving 10 mm-hmm. more yards, right? Yeah, but it said it caused a lot of confusion. I think we had it... Uh, we had it figured out during the game, like it was 9.75 yards from Lawler, and that's the only reason we could come up with. But it sounds like the CFL will clean up some stuff and we'll uh, we'll get it going. It seemed very, my words, very soft to call Jamarcus for trying to help a teammate up when four Elks are giving him the business. Yeah, it, and it got called both ways. There was They took an OC that was, you know, um, interesting too. So... Uh, I, I like in any sport, you know, I I think you have to understand that, um, there's some fluidity to, um, how any sport is officiated and you really have to adhere to the rules of that day. Um, you know, if it's a tighter checking contest and things are being let go, you check tighter. If things are being called on the ice, a certain way, you have to adjust your game very quickly to how it's being officiated that day. Yeah. So we're, we're the same thing. It's like any sport. I have a question about penalties on the other side of the break as we continue with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. 204-780-6868. Your direct line to the Bombers head coach, the Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Rain or snow. Brought to you by DeKalb. Book by December 15th. Save with the DeKalb Instant Discount. 204-780-6868. Your direct line to the head coach. Uh, HG is on Twitter. Says we rest in Brady and Zach this week. Uh, I guess you'll have to buy a ticket to Calgary to find out. Oh, that sounds good. See see the CFL's second oldest stadium live and in person and watch the sure. Bombers take on the Calgary Stampeders. Playoff bound Calgary Stampeders. Perhaps a reverse West final preview. Possibly. Who knows? Anything uh, could happen. Uh, Barb says, was there an illegal block on the Edmonton kickoff touchdown? From my view, I thought there was. Uh, n- nothing of note in my mind as I watched it over and over again. Okay. How many, when you say over and over again, like... Two times, nine times, it plays on a loop in your head as you're driving yep, now? Basically, oh, no. Really? It's You watch it a couple times to make sure there's, you know, you want to be able to make a few corrections, right? So you got to watch it a few times to sort of make sense of it. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Gail is with us on line number two. Gail, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Good evening, gentlemen. Congrats to the team and you on the win on uh, Saturday. Um, I know the three questions I would ask, you won't answer, so I won't even ask you. I'll ask Derek, which team would you rather see the Bombers play in the West Final, BC Lions or the Calgary Stampeders? And I'll take your answer off air because I know the coach won't answer this one. Well, (laughs) Gail, thank you. Uh, Coach, which team do you think I would rather see in in the West Final? Yeah, I, I, this is your Derek. You're on, man. I'm I'm looking at a, a depth chart right now. You go ahead and answer that. <laughs> uh, uh, Gail, I have to say, 
the chances to me the Bombers go to the Grey Cup are better if Calgary is here. Um, yet I see the entertainment and broadcast value of a fourth meeting with the BC Lions. So I'm going to say Calgary purely for, uh, well, I know, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say Calgary. I, I'm going to override my selfish bone and say the the Calgary Stampeders. But uh, man, that, that West semifinal got a lot more interesting once Calgary laid the beat down on BC in that game on Friday night. Steve is with us on line number one. Steve, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi. Uh, I, I got a question. Uh, I got some concerns about or about Zach Calares if he should get injured. Is our backup going to have ample of, uh, of uh, practice uh, d- during the practice drills and and has have a little bit of uh, playing experience because an injury could happen and we could lose our starter. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it, the possibilities always there. And coach, uh, the question is this: during the practice, are you going to give the backup quarterbacks ample of practice playing time? Yes or no? Well, it's part of our process, so we're going to stick to our process. That's the concern I got, and uh, it, I know I know Bombers history when we lost. Corey Jones, a, a playoff game against Montreal, and it killed us, and it broke our back. Yeah, Steve, that's the, that's the nature of the beast, right? In, in football, if you lose, if in, well, in any sport, if the Lakers lose LeBron, they're in trouble. But uh, what Drew had the start, the finish against Edmonton, he had the start in the full game against Calgary. He got some reps here. Yeah, how much do you want to see him play in Calgary this weekend? Do you want the whole game? Do you want part of the game? Part of the game. Yeah. That's what I like. Uh, look, I got concerns. Okay, I got legitimate concerns. I'm asking a legitimate question, and, and I'm not saying play the whole damn game. Just you know, give the guy some playing time. That's all I'm asking. Oh, I, I'm 100 percent with you. I, I I I do it from the perspective of. I want Zach 100% healthy for the West Final. I just want him. Remember those big, giant, you know, those big giant balls they have the races in, those clear balls at the at the Bomber game. I want Zach in one of those for the rest of the week. That's how bad I want him safe for that game. So I'm with you. And that Drew Brown should Drew Brown and Dakota get all get all the reps in Calgary if if uh, if I had my druthers. Okay, well, uh, like I said, that's the concern I have, and it's a legitimate one. And hundred percent, I, I don't want to see history repeating itself and breaking our back again. No, I I'm with you hundred percent, Steve. Appreciate you being with us. Thanks for your call at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Bomber fans will always remember where they were uh, when uh, Ryan Dinwiddie had to start the Grey Cup, and that will kind of affect us everything going forward uh mike is on the text line at 204-70-6868 says ask coach what hot sauce he likes because we are spicy <laughs> i like that mike all right mike i see you uh are you a hot sauce guy yes i am oh um i have a few different versions in the fridge at home but i also during the year off the season off, I happen to uh, make my own. Really? Yes. I don't have any left. Right, right. And I will, at some point, try to make another batch. But it was fermented hot peppers and uh, 
some tequila and let it ferment for a couple weeks and then boiled it up strained it. It was pretty darn good. What kind of peppers are we talking? Are you jalapeno? Between jalapeno and like uh, ghost pepper? Well, uh, Carolina Reaper. No, no, not like that. Not like that. Um, Although I do have some ghost peppers that I was given in my fridge. I have to make a sauce with them at some point. Interesting. uh, Yeah. Well, if bye weeks next week or next season coincide with the St. Norbert Farmer's Market, maybe you can get a bottle of Mike O'Shea's hot sauce. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> that, that's pretty cool. What what got you into that? Are, have you been a big hot sauce time. fan? Or, yeah. <laughs> Everybody had time. Just, uh, you know, you go down the rabbit hole of canning and pickling and jarring, and next thing you know, you're doing something. You, I didn't wear gloves Either my I couldn't finger my feel my fingertips for about three days. It was awesome. <laughs> As a guy who wears contact lenses, that that the thought of that absolutely horrifies me. But I, I love it. A hot sauce. Uh, Coach O'Shea is a big fan. It's seven twenty six. We will take a break for the news on the other side. More of your texts and calls for the head coach Mike O'Shea. The coaches show at six eighty CJOB. The Pro Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on six eighty CJOB. The Coach's Show is brought to you by DeKalb. They're ready to be your number one canola seed. We're ready for your texts and calls at 204-780-6868. Plenty of texts in the queue. You can also get me on Twitter at DTOnOB. Uh, the big news from the CFL today, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are not going to bring back head coach Craig Dickinson next season. His contract up at the uh, the end of the year. They did re-sign uh, their general manager, Jeremy O'Day, and they say the uh, search for a new coach will begin as soon as possible. Coach, any thoughts on Craig Dickinson, uh, his tenure with the Riders, anywhere you particularly want to go on that one? Yeah, sure. Um, a good guy. We've always, uh, you know, spent a lot of time together on rules committee and various other things you do with the CFL. Um, he's a good, he's a good man. He will not be out of work long. <laughs> you know, he'll be, he'll be have a job in a heartbeat because he's such a, a good guy and obviously a very good coach, a uh, very good special teams coach. And, and, you know, he, um, you know, whatever his record was this last year and, and they decided to move on. But I think one thing I, I want to remind people of is you're dealing with human beings here, right? So it's very easily easy for, uh, people to write or say whatever they want and there's no recourse, right? But just remember you're dealing with, with humans and, um, coaching is a precarious, uh, job (laughs) at the best of times. And I would say most other people don't have jobs like that. So they, uh, they don't face this kind of, the kind of scrutiny, the public scrutiny when you're sitting behind a desk, putting numbers in a computer or, you know, whatever their jobs are. They don't, they don't really, it's, it's easy to say that most people don't face that kind of public scrutiny. Well, like, Hey, uh, we went 22 and 10 over two seasons. We went to the West final twice and the starting quarterback got hurt. They lost yeah. Zach Kolaris, which is enormous in 2019. This year, uh, they lose Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris. But 22 and 10 in his first two years, and then fans wanted him done after the following year. I'm like, he 
22 and 10 the first two years. Yeah. It was pretty great for a couple of years. Yeah. But and you know, yeah, you, you lose Trevor Harris, you know, Bob Dice loses his quarterback. It's you know. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's uh, unfortunate the way it ended. I, I dealt a lot with Craig Dickinson, as you can imagine, uh, calling games for the right. I enjoyed every conversation I ever had with him. He was very giving of his time. Very and, open and honest with the media, which I'm sure the media likes. And I'm sure his, his, his PR folks absolutely yeah. hated, but he was dynamite in that respect. Yeah, there's no way I'm like that. Like, I've got to be much yeah. harder to deal with. I'm grumpy most of the time. But for, for folks who want to know more about the team and want to learn about the game, he, he yeah. gave us a little insight. He was going for it on third downs this year, going for two. I'm like, I love you, Craig. This is fantastic. Yeah. And I... I I certainly hope, yeah, he'll be he'll be back. If he wants to be back coaching, I certainly hope uh, that it comes for him. Uh, PDQ. Uh, one texter says, I just want to point out the Riders haven't won a playoff game since DT came to Winnipeg. Not saying. I'm just saying. Did you text that yourself? Did you text <laughs> that to the... To the- <laughs> I should have. 73% winning percentage for the teams that I call games for. I'm just saying. I'm Bo Levi Mitchell in the broadcast booth. That's uh, that, that, was from, that was from DT's soulmate, DT. <laughs> exactly. I got burners. I got burners. Let's not kid ourselves. Neil's on the text line at 204-780-6868. Says, I hope to see Brady break some records and then sit him in Calgary. He is 20 yards shy of 2,000 yards from scrimmage, Mike O'Shea. Will that play any, will that have any impact on his playing or not playing in Calgary or how much this he might is, play in Calgary? This is when, this is when I, I give you the same question. Are you, do you want dead air here? <laughs> Johnny fever. <laughs> Listen, that, that doesn't enter. That can't enter into it. Right. Football once again is the greatest team sport going. So all those uh, individual accolades are so far down the list. They're so secondary compared to what the team needs. You know, are they nice? Sure. Do they happen over time? Yep. Especially when a guy has a very good season, no doubt. But we're we're in a mode now where you're asking players to sacrifice a lot um, for their teammates, right? To make sure that we can do as well as, you know, we can reach our potential and do as well as we possibly can. So um, that that can't enter into it. Um, we'll figure out what our roster is going to be as we go along. We'll figure out the, the playing time as we go along. But, um, uh, yeah, that, that really that really doesn't enter into it a lot. How will it, how will it work as you figure out who will get playing time on Friday. Will you talk to the players? Will you talk to the coaches? Will will you just yeah, decide? All of it. All of it. So it starts with, with Al Couture, right? And making sure training staff, what, yeah. what the health of our team is and seeing who needs a break and, and, and who's good to go. And then you have to look at your roster and see where you can um, make changes and who you want to see and take a look at and who doesn't need to play. And then you, you certainly have to talk to the players and have them involved. Not that they... A lot of times they, they don't get a lot of say in this. You know, it's it's a little bit more of a one-way conversation, but I still want to, you know, have it with them and hear what they think because you might, you might find some information out that you don't already know that might actually change your opinion of what you need to do. Oh, okay. I I mean, hearing Brady on the post-game show, he wants to play. I remember talking to Adam Big Hill. He's like, I want to play every they snap ever play. all the time. They all want to play. Yeah. They all want to play. Trust me, you're not <laughs> – Guys are not lining up to my door asking not to play, right? 
right? It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. We all want to play. And then uh, for folks who want a, a whole new 45 out there, you there are certain limiting factors of the size of the practice roster. And I hadn't thought of it before you mentioned it last year, but salary cap can be a, a limiting factor as well in, in the number of changes you can make. No doubt. No doubt. And we're, we're in good. It's managed well. So um, we have, we have room to, to make some moves that need to be made. Um, but yes, those are all factors that, that come into play. All right. So two Oh four, seven, eight, 68, 68 for your calls and texts. This one from Reuven. I feel like there's a connection to something in here that I just don't know. Uh, perhaps the coach does with the bombers hosting the Western final. You'll have the advantage of a boisterous home crowd, commonly known as the 13th man. If the weather turns ugly, is it safe to say that the 14th man will be your equipment manager? Uh, I, I would always say he's right up there, right? Like he's, he's as good as they come. He's seen it all. He's well-prepared. Um, he's, Extremely well-respected amongst the, the guys in the locker room. So he's got solutions for anything that shows up. Yeah. Frozen turf in Edmonton in 2018. You, he, Brad Foddy have been all over that. In the no, gray. No doubt. I love it. I love it. Uh, coach, can you please explain how teams agree, in quotation marks, to kneel at the end of a half? And as a follow-up, what's to prevent the offensive team from faking a kneel and taking a shot at the end zone, in particular at halftime? The old Dan Marino fake spike. Yeah, you can do that. There's nothing preventing them from doing it. They would have to notify the official that's what they're going to do because you, you don't want to fake out the official. We, we had a oh, scenario yeah. once where we were yelling that we had too many men on as part of a fake a long, long, long time ago. And the one guy was running off because there was too many men and he was actually the 12th guy that was going to go up the sideline and catch a pass and the official blew it dead and oh, no. said there was too many men. And we said, no, there isn't. And thanks a lot. <laughs> and then, oh, no. and then it was also noted that too many men is not a whistle. Anyway, the play continues. <laughs> so it was, there goes our fake, but. Oh, that one, that yeah. one stings. Yes. That one did sting. <laughs> that one stings. But, all right, uh, plenty more with the head coach, Mike O'Shea, coming up. More of your texts and calls. You can get me on Twitter at DT on OB as well for the Coaches Show on 680 CGOB. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show is brought to you by DeKalb. Book by December 15th and save with the DeKalb Instant Discount. Monday Night Football going on TSN. Uh, coach, you saw uh, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell being interviewed after the first quarter. Can we get any sideline access with the head coach after the first <laughs> quarter on Friday? I, I no. Darren does it. Darren does a great job. He he, I think he just says no whenever anybody asks for anything like that. Nope. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure I'm supposed to do more of that. That's why uh, that's why people come here seven to eight on Mondays for the coaches show. There you go. We can get everything. There's something about the heat of the moment where we we just want more. And then what we get is platitudes and we got to fight harder and bling, blah, blue. And you wonder, well, what are we? My kingdom for a, for a coach who will tell us everything that's about to happen in the second quarter. But then who's putting their 70 million dollar job on the line for uh, to get a couple of good quips off on ESPN. Right. I would probably think no one 
All right. Uh, Undecipherable on Twitter says, why does the sixth offensive lineman automatically play the tight end position? Would it not make sense to have someone like Liam Dobson play on the interior? Interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, that's been done before. Other teams, Toronto does that, right? They move Hunter out to the tight end spot when they bring a guy in. Just not the way we do it. Is that the way Buck likes to do it? Is that personnel based? Is that? I mean, we've done we've done it here before. I can't give you a specific example, but I know we've done it here before. I don't know. It's just, I guess, preference style. So not that it can't happen. It just no. doesn't happen yeah. with the 2023 Blue Bombers. It doesn't happen. All right. That's not, that's a perfectly good response. Appreciate you being with us on Twitter at DT on OB. LT is on the text line. Do rosters increase for playoffs? No. No. I, you know, I wish they did, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Maybe they know something I don't know. That'd be all right. That'd be all right. It's 44, 45. Have yeah. you ever gone 44 since the, the, if you carry a 45th, you can have a 45th player if it's a second global, correct? Yeah. Have you ever gone 44? I don't. Yes. Oh, okay. I believe we have. Yeah. I Is, mean, yeah, there's been some fluidity to it at some point or another. I'm sure. I'm, I know we have. Yeah. I can't tell you when. I can't remember. Yeah. I'll dig into it. I'll let you know. But it seems like a real, I mean, having an extra player and especially that extra player is Jamison Sheehan or Tiadric Hansen or Les Maruo or global. They seem, why would I not have a 45th if I, mm-hmm. if I had those guys? Yeah. Yep. Well, there's, it's 45 now. We go with two globals and then there's three quarterbacks. So that's your five right there. Yeah. So. There's 20 and 20 other than that. Is that ever tough to balance? Because it's con- it's confusing as hell for fans. Uh, I don't think so. There's 19 I mean, and 21 and three and one or two. You go, okay, sure. well, that's a lot to, yeah. a lot. but then one of the, one of the Americans is Canadian and then there's a designated nationalized American rule in which yeah, we two, don't use that. Yeah. We you, don't use that. You, if I'm not mistaken, you did with Janarian, at least nominally very early in the season. I think the very first week. Yeah, we listed it, and then we realized we weren't ever going to really use it or need it. You know, there's, there's, um, I enjoy the the gang at uh, at Morning Big Blue, the the Bombers chat board, and, and they want more of the designated nationalized American. And I struggle to find a spot where it would help you guys in particular. Jackson could be the DNA, but then he there's no American who would be getting the benefit of that. Right. Yeah, if Jackson think, and Hobble were on the roster at the same time, then so there'd be a benefit. Just, you have to uh, you have to play with your roster a little bit and start somebody else. Like that's what teams would do is they they put Jackson as the designated nationalized American, na- whatever, and yeah. then they start a rookie in front of him for the first play, and then Jackson can play. X number of snaps, whatever. However the rookie could then play 23 yeah, I, I snaps in place of, in this case, sure. Jake Thomas, for Wait, example. Whatever. We don't, if he was, we don't use it. Yeah. We play, we play more Canadians. And, um, then yeah. you, then yeah. you have to. Yeah. Cause you, you've regularly been eight this year, yes. plus your regular designated eight. American or nationalized American. We're all over the we place don't here. That. We don't even use that. We don't even, I don't even know that after the first game, we've even designated that on, on the, on the form that you have to do because we just weren't our, our other solutions were good for us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. If he ever had to, there's a zillion guys on the roster who would qualify. Yeah. But we got a, a lot of guys that, that play good football. Like Adam Big Hill is a guy who would qualify as a designated American. And Adam Big Hill uh, flies through the air with the greatest of ease to knock 230 pound quarterbacks off the goal wasn't line. That, a, that was a, wasn't that a great hit? It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just you know, that one, those ones in particular, make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I joked about it in the in the pregame show. There's my whole job is describing what I see and what's happening. There's sometimes where my body and brain just kind of seize and all I can do is go, oh, and it's when Biggie flies over the line and hammers Cornelius because you don't see contact that clean over the top very often. And Cornelius gets rejected. Yeah. Matumbo at the rim, like, sends and the, him. And the ball was probably, you know, inches away from crossing. Um, so what a, what a, what a well-timed, solid, good, clean football play that you just – you don't get many of those. You really don't. Like Biggie's gone over the top, and and we've had some good third down stops um, over the course of a bunch of years. But when they look that clean defensively, that's just so rare to see that. So it's really cool to have witnessed that one. Yeah, and then uh, Jackson with the strip and Biggie. I assume it. I I don't really remember where the ball bounced, but I assume it just bounced right no. up into him. Yeah, it didn't bounce. It. it oh, it, really? Okay. It, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't hit the ground. It went right into Biggie's lap, and next thing you know, he's off to the races. Yeah, showing, showing his wheels. Opening drive, touchdown, first defensive play, touchdown, fourteen nothing bombers. That's yeah. I I thought the Saskatchewan game here was a great way to start the game. You know, touchdown, touchdown. That, this was pretty good too. Yeah, this was, it was it was a neat one to watch. <laughs> the defense uh, able to uh, to uh, contribute significantly to the forty five twenty five win. I, I mentioned penalties earlier on. I just wanted to bring this up because I talked about it in the pregame show for the sixth straight year the Bombers will have the fewest penalties in the CFL. Fewest penalties taken in the CFL. That's the expectation. No doubt. I feel like a lot of teams expect it, but who can deliver it six straight years? What Conscientious I, teammates that care about each other and want to do right for their teammates. It's easy. Get the right guys in there. They'll do it right. As a coaching staff, is it is it a source of pride that you... that? I don't know. We don't... I don't know that we... We... We certainly make the corrections on penalties, right? Or we pay attention to it. But I don't know that anybody's talking about, you know, shy from training camp, letting the young guys know that are new to our team, know what the expectation is. I don't know that we spend a lot of time talking about where we land versus the rest of the league. Mm. You know, I think or on a game-by-game basis, we talk about how clean we, you know, if we were clean or not, and um, how that plays into a possible outcome, you know? Yeah. So I think we were, we took a fair bit of yardage, uh, I think, this game compared to other ones. But we had five penalties, I think, in the first half, which is, so one in the second half is a good way to clean it up. But I think that's what left me feeling kind of, about the first half is just took, took penalties. Yeah, I think you you averaged not even six a game. So yeah, Correct. when it was yeah. when it was five in the first half, we, we Doug Brown or Ed Tate had been. Ooh, this is 
This is an unusual number, but then yeah. you were 17 clear of Ottawa going into it. And now uh, it's it's virtual guarantee that six straight years you'll lead in penalties and there's no random 15 yards you guys get for free here or five yards on second and one here. It's uh, I don't know how it all contributes to winning, but it certainly it, it absolutely has to. And it's it's great to watch. It'll be great to hear Friday Bombers in Calgary for the final regular season game, perhaps a playoff preview as well. Uh, tune on in. Uh, Doug Brown and I will be up two hours before the game. We'll be in their post game with Coach Mike O'Shea and the Bombers will be uh Tuning up for the playoffs, and we will see. We'll know Thursday morning who will play on Friday. Will yeah. Brady get 2,000? Will Zach get some snaps? And all the questions, they will be answered then. Coach, thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. What a great regular season in terms of the fan participation and how good how good they make our players feel. We'll see you on the 11th. I assume tickets for the Western Final currently on sale if you want to uh, go get them now. Thanks for being with us. The Coach's Show on 680 CJOB.